luminaries, talking to the brightest minds in tech. We are technologists and we share an awesome responsibility. The next three decades will hold even more progress coming more quickly than ever before. A new age of miracles is literally just around the corner. Your hosts are Mark Schaefer and Douglas Carr. Welcome everyone to another scintillating episode of Luminaries, where we talk to the brightest minds in tech. This is Mark Schaefer with my co-host Douglas Carr, a.k.a. Dougie Baby. <laughs> and uh, this is really kind of an interesting show. I feel like we've been doing this show for two years and it's sort of led up to this moment. We've looked at how technology is affecting the economy, the arts, sports, and education. We've seen how Dell technology is showing up in jungles, in the ocean, on mountaintops, and even in outer space. <laughs> but today, for the first time, we're going to be looking at how Dell technology is changing Dell, <laughs> which I think is pretty cool. It absolutely is. Yeah. It's something I've been wondering about for yeah. a long time. So we're really pleased that uh, today we're with Greg Bowen. Greg is the Senior Vice President and Dell Digital CTO, and he has the awe-inspiring task of o overseeing Dell's own digital transformation. And I have to say, Greg, I think about all these discussions that has led up to this moment, <laughs> a discussion about how Dell is taking on this task, and this is really exciting for us. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, we've got a lot of ground to cover today, but I want to hear a little bit about how you arrived at this, this epicenter of digital transformation, especially after beginning your career as an art curator at a museum. That sounds like a pretty unusual career path. Yeah, I'd say it is. And it really starts a little bit before that. Uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do in, high, in, in college. Yeah. So I took uh, an experimental route and tried a lot of different things and ended up getting a philosophy degree uh, in undergrad thinking I was going to law school. I graduated and like, I don't really think that's the route I want to take. I was also a photographer student, uh, photography student at the time and was uh, becoming involved in the, the university gallery that was in my uh, college, in my alma mater, and decided to go get an uh, art history master's degree. During that, I took an arts and technology class. And that's where, you know, it was the mid-90s, early mid-90s, yeah. and it was just coming around with HTML and Mosaic. The World Wide Web was just starting to take off, and I started to learn about how you could disseminate art through the web. And it was actually prior to that. I don't know if you remember Gopher, but these, oh, were, yeah. <laughs> these were folders you would put different, you know, your images, your text files, and you would make your user go explore these folders yeah. and learn about what you were doing. Right. Then came HTML, et cetera. And so uh, I got interested in, in technology through the arts as a way to broaden our base. I was in the Midwest, and it was hard to get people to come to the museum, so try to get the museum out to them. Uh, but realized that, you know, Central Illinois is not where the art scene was, and so chose to move to Seattle on a whim. And another little interesting thing happened there. Uh, started as a temp at Amazon.com in 1998 wow. as I was looking for how, an arts job. How interesting. And decided this is a really cool place, and yeah. it just took off from there. Wow. wow. How, how big was the organization then? Uh, I was employee 2040. Wow. 
So it was not too big, but yeah. it was still, yeah. you know, still big-ish then. So. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting how <clears throat> you've sort of been leading the wave. You've been on the crest of the wave <laughs> for each of these iterations of, of technology going forward. What an interesting career you've had. You know, as I was preparing for our uh, discussion today, I like some of the things that you've written about. You have sort of an unusual human-centered view of digital transformation. And that, that just kind of struck me because I, I love this perspective. It, it, it includes an emphasis on grit and humility and empathy. Maybe that has something to do with your background in the creative arts. Can you talk a little bit about your approach to transformation in this human-centered view? Definitely. Uh Dell is unique in that we realized early on in this transformation process that we actually needed to create an organization that could accelerate our progress through the transformation. We know that this is going to be a hard journey. We're trying to change the hearts and minds of 10,000 people. And uh, I'm a real fan of Angela Duckworth's work oh, in Ronald Grit. Grit. Yeah. And yeah. actually, it's becoming uh, bigger in the Dell culture. She was at our worldwide leadership meeting uh, this year. And as you go to try to change the hearts and minds of 10,000 people, it's a hard job. And you need to have passion and perseverance for those long-term goals of getting through this. So that's what we started to lead with grit in my organization. But you can over-index on grit and uh, get a little too aggressive uh, trying to achieve those goals and realize that you know you have the answer and everyone else needs to listen to you. Mm. And so that's where the humility part comes in, right? If you think about perception, even simple things, if you remember that, internet thing with Yanni or Laurel, that was one one thing that people had a very split opinion on what the what they were hearing. Right. So even our perceptions can trick us into believing we're right about something. And so just learning that you have some of those blind spots, that's where the humility part comes in. And then um, the third aspect, uh, which is the empathy. A lot of people are afraid of transformation. They have no idea what this is going to do for me and my job. And as you're sitting across the table from a development leader who's been doing one thing for 10 years, and all of a sudden you're telling that person you need to change and, and totally 180-degree split with what you've been doing, they're afraid they're going to lose their job or they can't actually do what you want them to do. Just understanding where they're coming from so that you can tailor your message so that they can hear it, so they can engage with it. So you put those three things together, grit, kind of that trying to get things done over a long period of time, humility, understanding that you might not have all the right answers, and then empathy so you can really understand the person you're talking to, that seems to be working well within the culture of getting engagement from those 10,000 hearts and minds that we need to change. It's such an interesting perspective. We just, on a previous show, we interviewed Angus Hegarty, and we talked about the psychology of transformation, that at some point... You, know, you can get technology to do anything you want, but right. the, the the progress really occurs with the the people. So that I those ideas uh, really resonate. It seems consistent on almost every single show when we start talking about innovation and technology that we're talking about how humans and culture are the cornerstone of any transformation. So it's fascinating and. Uh, We've been reading about your philosophy, and you call it the digital way, and it's a methodology to help customers transform. Uh, and it's also rooted in culture. Can you tell everybody about the digital way? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we started this journey uh, bringing Pivotal into our organization. They're part of the Dell Technologies family and created a lab within uh, our organization, and we brought 
individuals into that lab and train them on these new methodologies. Uh, but what we found was that we needed to brand this our own. So Dell employees actually um, engaged with it. This wasn't someone else telling us how to work. This was us transforming ourselves. So we created the Dell Digital Way, and it's a people and process first, and then a technology transformation, understanding that you really need to change your operating model to change the culture. Ultimately, what we're trying to do is get our development teams to work more closely with the business, almost become part of the business, and get the business to become part of the development teams. That way you understand the outcomes that the business is looking for, the requirements that they have. And so we've really worked hard to change the way our people are organized. That's the people part of this. It used to be functional silos with a lot of matrix overlays with a lot of manual process to get work done. Breaking those big functional silos down into small balanced teams that are led by product management, product design, and product engineering. And those teams have complete ownership and control over their code. We're breaking down our technology from our application processes into decoupled microservices so you can operate independently and, and have that ownership. And then a lot of companies that are our size, the enterprise scale, they run big waterfall projects. You're probably all familiar with this. You get the requirements. Someone hands you a, a business requirement doc, you have a product manager that creates a PRD, then they break it down into uh, I'm having an anxiety attack. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right now. Exactly. This you're is like, like, there's a chill going down yeah. my spine. <laughs> and so we're trying to blow that up because yeah. when you're doing, you're just creating risk, an ever-increasing amount of risk until you hit that end date. And we were talking earlier, Doug, that you yeah. would see in some old companies, you'd throw 80% of your code away when you went to go release because it just wasn't meeting the needs of the business. Exactly. So we're breaking things down in that process part of this transformation into small uh, components that can be deployed sometimes eight to 10 times a day. When you break something down in that small, you can fail and you're not going to take the whole company down with you. Right. So it's really that people process and technology change and and that culture of interacting with the business on a daily basis sometimes to go create better outcomes for the company and for well, the business. That's just so, so healthy because, you know, I've been through big digital transformations and like in my old career days. And I mean, it was just a, a, a really an economy of fear, a culture of fear. And, and literally people were getting fired, yeah. you know, yeah. if deadlines weren't hit. So I, I really I appreciate that healthier approach. <laughs> well, Pivotal was a big transformation for Dell, too, from a purchase standpoint and everything. I love I loved, uh, Pivotal's model of paired programmers One and stuff. One of my stuff. favorite companies. Yeah. I love what they're doing. It's absolutely fascinating. And, and uh, some of the things that you describe are also part of the lean startup technology or methodology. Um, and that's not just programming, and that's important for people to understand. It really is this, you know, uh, kind of collaboration between people, processes, and the platforms all kind of working together to make it a successful implementation. Definitely. Yeah, and for us, that lean startup mode, that's where you take some of the risk out of this. Because when you do big waterfall projects, you're launching with what you believe is full functionality, the big end result, and you're marching along. The lean startup takes the opposite approach. Take the MVP. What is the minimum viable product that you can go out to your customer or display the functionality to your business that will actually add value and then iteratively build on that? So you're not investing everything up front. You're investing a small amount of resources or funding and proving it out. And that's proven to be extremely uh, successful with our business partners because they can see something in production that 
I understand now uh, with a small amount of money where I can actually get if we yeah. continue to scale this out. So it's really proven uh, to be uh, something that business loves. We've had teams that have started this journey with their business partners. Dell.com is, a, is a, an interesting one. And they're learning so much about their customers. They've just thrown away their roadmap that they had had uh, going uh, this year uh, and have created a completely new roadmap wow. based on that interaction with the customer. And so uh, one of the key ones was gaming. We've launched some new gaming series. We have Alienware. We've got the G series on uh, Dell.com. And what we learned by actually talking to gamers is that frames per second was the thing they cared about. It wasn't all the other specs, clock speed, you know, um, RAM, memory. It's frames per second. And if we wouldn't have asked them, we wouldn't have put that front and center on the website. Right. We multivariant tested it. We uh, asked. We we saw the uplift in conversion, and we rolled it out to customers. And that's all about talking to your customers and understanding what they want. Yeah, that, I'm just sm grinning ear to ear here because <laughs> as, as, as a marketing geek, I I, I love that. Um, so interesting. I, I found this was fascinating, and and. Uh, really sort of uh, honest on, on Dell's part. Last year, we hosted a show about the met methodology that Dell uses to grade digital progress of a company or even a region of the world. In fact, there's a free tool anybody can use, and we'll post that on the show notes. Yeah. So go be sure to visit the Luminary site at, at Dell, and uh, you can try this on your, on your own. And as you applied this at Dell in your own evaluation, <clears throat> you rated Dell in the second highest level, digital adopter. So what does it take to move Dell or any company really from that adopter status to that elite category, which I understand, if I remember correctly, just 5% of all the businesses are fitting in that elite category, uh, digital leader. So how close is that within grasp of Dell? So, you know, I look at this as when I put Dell as the digital adopter, I'm really talking about Dell Digital and the way we've started to uh, transform. I think if you look at it from a product perspective, uh, a lot of the VMware, the Pivotal, the Dell EMC capabilities, they're definitely in a, in a leadership position. The way we've grown through acquisition and merger, we have a lot of tech debt. It's something that we're working through. Uh, we had a lot of different development methodologies. And so um, when I kind of be self-critical and look at what we're doing, I put ourselves in that digital adopters. And that whole thing was about 4,600 business leaders that we've interviewed in partnership with um, with Intel. And you're right, only 5% of companies put themselves in that top digital leader category where they baked transformation into the DNA. That's just the way they operate. Uh, we're, we have uh, really strong investments and plans, and that's really what digital adopters are about, is how are you investing in the future and changing the way you work. So I think that 5%, uh, you know, being it in the DNA, that's definitely within our grasp. The thing to remember is transformation is never over. You know, I think in IT, you think someone hands me a project, I go do the project, I release it, I deploy it, and then I move on to the next one. That's, that's that one's the done. history of IT. Exactly. Yeah. Think about how much tech debt that was because you never really finish anything, but you're asked to move on to something different. I'm trying to 
help our organization see that transformation is never over because the world is moving so fast around us that expectations from customers are changing daily. The business to try to meet those expectations is changing. So we constantly need to be evolving. And it will always be, are you are you caught up? Or are you right. pushing ahead? And I think we have it within our, uh, our grasp being what we would consider baked into our DNA and the way we run Dell Digital. That's why we've renamed ourselves to get ourselves in that mindset. But it ultimately is pushing that people process and technology change all the way through. So that's just the way you operate. And you can constantly ebb and flow with the competitive demands and with what your customers are looking for from you. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that you're that you weren't placing yourself in the 5%, because that's certainly my experience mm-hmm. of Dell. You know, if you talk to the people at Dell, I mean, that does seem to be in their DNA, this this uh, real commitment to transformation and continuous improvement yeah. and measurement. Well, the, well great, the great thing is if you're a digital adopter, you could be that for the rest of your life cycle yeah. and still be leaving the industry, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, if you think about it, there's only 23% of companies that felt that they were an adopter. Yeah. So the vast majority of companies are either watching yeah. and seeing or they have no plans whatsoever. Right. And I think it does put us in a good position. Uh, you know, I like um, what Michael always says, you know, I'm pleased with our progress but never satisfied. So it's that you're never satisfied with where you are and you're always right. going to strive to be going a little bit further. So kind of putting yourself with there's always this goal ahead of us, it felt like a good place for us to be and uh, strive for even more. So, and, and specifically, you know, within Dell EMC, the transformation that took place there, it reduced uh, infrastructure costs, provisioning costs, improved utilization rates. Uh, and and so the, the fascinating thing to me is all of those things probably produced less stress on people, <laughs> you know, a more agile culture, you know, so the buy-in comes through the success, right? Definitely does. And what we're seeing is when you're trying to change a culture in an organization, you look for those success ones, uh, success uh, poster children, I like to say, and we put yeah. them up on the wall. We have a search team, for instance, that was a group of six individuals that we created uh, for a new search capability on Dell.com. And uh, they started from scratch. We built them as one of the first balanced teams within Dell Digital. And they took complete ownership of their code. They're working completely in a DevOps uh, methodology using all of the Pivotal Cloud Foundry capabilities that we provided to them. And they deployed to production on uh, on Dell.com with zero production defects. Wow. And they've been running in production for six months with zero production defects. Wow. So, you know, why do you think that is? <laughs> they own their code. They don't have a support team that gets the call when things break down. So they're very diligent. They're shifting everything left. They're starting with a test. They make the test pass. And then they deploy to production. And... Because they don't want to get paged, they put focus and diligent and they, quality is just baked into everything they do. And so you start showing that. So you're, you work less. Uh, you don't spend your time on fixing defects, but you, fix, you are spending your time on writing value-added code mm. and creating features. That's a great place to be from a team perspective. So you just keep sharing those success uh, and everyone wants to be a part of it. So yeah. that's what we're trying to do. I want to switch it up a little bit and talk about the human part of your job because I'm curious about this. Uh, I would imagine that leading digital transformation at Dell, you're really 
under the microscope personally. It's sort of like if you go on TV and see a fitness guru, you expect that guru to be fit. If, they, <laughs> if you saw him in real life and they were, you know, a big heavy person drinking beer, lying on a couch, you'd be pretty, pretty disappointed. Dell's the leading company in digital transformation. People expect Dell's going to be transformed. So how do you handle the weight of that responsibility on a personal level? And what lessons can you give people like you and other companies who are listening to our show today, uh, the people that have a similar personal res responsibility to transform a large enterprise? Yeah, this also goes back to some of that research we did with uh, those 4,600 companies that we interviewed. 78% of them felt that digital transformation wasn't spread throughout their company enough. So they weren't doing enough to do this. And 91% of them felt they had significant barriers to transformation that really broke into four different categories, uh, time, skills, um, uh, funds, and risk. And when you break those down and start attacking them individually to understand how to overcome those barriers, that's the advice that I would give to companies. For time, they really felt that everyone around them was moving faster than they were. They see startups that are all of a sudden becoming billion-dollar companies, and they don't know what happened and why they're not where their customers go. Um, Skills. They didn't believe that their people had the skills to go do this work. They weren't digitally native. They didn't have the skills to run the technology that's required today. Funding that you always had to overcome funding challenges with your finance organizations. And then risks. They didn't really have any plans or strategies to do digital transformation. From my perspective and the way I deal with this and don't feel the pressure is just trying to come up with solutions to each one of those barriers to transformation. For instance, on the funding part, because that's always the one that people start with. Uh, we built a business case and brought our finance team into that process, showed them the modeling that we were doing that could produce a return on the investment that they were going to make in transformation. And then we showed them that we had the proper metrics and KPIs in place so that they could see our progress along the way. And so once you get them to buy in and see that there actually is a return on this investment that you're making and you show them you have a way to track progress, we got the funding one knocked out of the way. It was a so, pitch. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was, you know, it was a sales and it was a pain, but um, yeah. uh, we got it done. So just trying to look at each one of those barriers and take small steps to overcome them. And, you know, my hope is that you look up one day and, you know, you've become that transformation guru instead of the, the big guy laying on the couch drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? What percent of your time is, is spent sort of in a consulting role with customers? Customers? Well, we, to, just to help them through, like you said, sort of like logically stepping through those, those obstacles and, and bringing them down, talking them down. Yeah. Well, you know, I probably meet with three or four customers a week um, in various EBCs or phone calls. And we often have that initial meeting and it's as if we're staring each other in the mirror <laughs> that we're, we've both started this transformation journey. We have fits and starts where sometimes we're ahead, sometimes we're behind. And sometimes it is more of a, you know, commiserating uh, experience than a yeah. consulting experience. Yeah. But we are able to share because I like to learn what's happening. Our customers sometimes have very innovative ideas about how they've employed our technology and we can learn from them as well. Um, but what we do realize is it, they, they've come to the realization 
that just employing this technology is not enough. And they've asked us, you know, how do you do this? And that's the other thing that we do with the Dell Digital Way is a consulting uh, and a partnership with our sales organization to actually talk to them because we're practitioners. You know, yeah. I don't really have a vested interest in selling. I, 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 I like it when they close a deal, but they really like to hear how we've done it, how we've implemented it, how we've overcome that problem, and it really resonates with them. So it's 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 a good learning experience for both of us. Yeah, a nice club. Yes. <laughs> so building on that idea, Greg, uh, we've seen research that digital transformation has actually slowed at many companies. From a leadership perspective. What advice would you give to help those people kind of re-engage and accelerate their digital transformation? Yeah. So digital transformation is hard. And the word digital transformation becomes meaningless because you throw it around so much. But change is hard. Mm. Change in an enterprise organization is extremely hard. And I think breaking that change down into smaller deliverables, just like we're trying to do with the software process, is my number one um, piece of advice. Don't think you're going to solve this all in a year. You know, Try to look at where are you going to get the most value. You're going to have some implementation help from our services organization on getting the technology within your data center or the tools you know, that you're using. Also look at how, you know, it's back to that culture. Make sure that you are uh, looking at those barriers. You're hiring the right skill sets. You're training your people on new processes. For us, for instance, we realized that we had a large population of program management, and we wanted to give those individuals some opportunity to learn new skills. So we created a coding academy, and we're just about to graduate our first 60 individuals who now are full-stack developers, wow. based on, and they were program managers. So take those opportunities, look for areas of, of big wins, and um, and take small steps, because I think small steps will you know, accumulate into to big transformational changes. Well, Greg, this has been a, an amazing discussion, and in some ways, not what I expected, <laughs> because we talked about grit, humility, empathy, listening to the customer, and uh, it's almost like I'm talking to someone from HR or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I think they've got the right man in the job, that's for sure. So, Greg, thanks so much. We've been talking to Greg Bowen, Senior Vice President and Dell Digital CTO. Thank you so much for your time today. It's just been a pleasure. Thank you. Had a great time. Thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, We just love the great comments that you send our way, and we really appreciate your support. Uh, Keep listening. And uh, this is Mark Schaefer. And on behalf of my co-host, Douglas Carr, we'll see you next time on Luminaries. Luminaries, talking to the brightest minds in tech, a podcast series from Dell Technologies.